Around Comics, Episode 57. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the co-host of Around Comics, Brian Salazar. Hello. And, of course, we have our other co-host, the straw that stirs the drink, Mr. Tom Caters. If you're the asshole in the green SUV who lives on my block, I know you splashed me with water this morning on purpose when I was walking to the train. <laughs> I'm going to key your car, asshole. <laughs> There you go. Well, hopefully he listens. <laughs> yeah, to I've doubted. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and our guest this week is one of the hosts of the Crankcast. He's also an employee at Devil's Do Publishing. He is Chris Crank. Hi there. How's it going? Good. <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> welcome aboard. Thanks for making it out on a snowy Chicago evening. Ooh. Winter has officially arrived in Chicago. Make Very sure much. you have an ice scraper. <laughs> yes. Yes, before sure. the morning that it starts to snow. Do not exactly. sell your car with the ice scraper in it. Did you have a moment of like panic when you did you look for it and then realize like no, shit, I, I don't have an ice scraper. I realized as I was walking out the door here that I didn't have an ice scraper. I'm like, I gotta dig my car out still, man. I'm looking around for stuff that might substitute old license plates, you know, a plate. Beer I don't know, you know, something. I just finally settled on like three pairs of gloves and bashing it. You know, like, all right, uh, before we get uh, too much farther here, I want to remind everyone that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. New selections from InStockTrades.com include Green Lantern, Revenge of the Green Lanterns, hardcover by Jeff Johns, Carlos Pancheco, Ethan Van Skyver, and Ivan Reyes. The regular price is $19.99, but InStockTrades has it for 35% off at just $12.99. Save $15 on the From Hell hardcover by Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell. It's 30% off, and you can pick it up for 35 The Ex Machina, Volume 4, March to War, trade paperback by Brian K. Vaughn, Tony Harris, Tom Feister, Chris Sprouse, and Carl Story is available for $8.44. And Punisher Max, Volume 6, Barracuda trade paperback by Garth Ennis and Goran Parlov is also 35% off at $10.39. Save up to 35% off on... All trade paperbacks and hardcovers, and as always, shipping is free for orders of $50 or more. Buy your favorites now at InStockTrades.com. You forgot to mention that uh, Ex Machina is at a price that you can't say no to. It is at a price that, that for $8.44. Could you say no to that, Tom? No, I could not. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so thank you to InStockTrades.com. Whenever you're not buying those trade paperbacks and collected editions from InStockTrades.com, you can drop into Dark Tower Comics. And Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. When you're here, remember to ask about Dark Tower's pull list membership. It's one of the best you'll find anywhere. Dark Tower has a great selection of mainstream comics, indie comics, and trades, as well as statues and action figures. Come to Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles for all your comics and collectibles needs. Nice. I tell you what, I wouldn't have made it through the 90s without a pull box, because I would have spent like at least 30% more. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Without, without I, I would have been even okay. broker by the end of the 90s. Walk in and don't look at anything. 
All right. Unless you come here, then walk in and look at everything. Mm-hmm. See, you like that? Oh, uh, remember that your round comics experience isn't complete until you've read this week's Long Box of Love. Each Thursday episode of Round Comics has a wonderfully handcrafted webcomic from Brian Bowles. Check it out every Monday at www.aroundcomics.com. They are often hilarious. They're and always hilarious. Always touching. <laughs> and often it's hilarious. Often hilarious. <clears throat> After you check out Longbox of Love, hang around the site and fill out our listener survey. It lets us know who we're talking to and how we can make Around Comics a better show. It only takes a few minutes. Go to www.aroundcomics.com. All right, that'll take care of our announcements. Let's move on to the main topic. Digital distribution is what we're talking about today. This is uh, a topic that I think whenever we first started talking about doing the show last year, it was one of the top five discussions that we wanted to um, uh, have on the show. And I'm really glad that we put off talking about it because now we actually have something to promote and, and talk about. So, uh, well, it's, it's taken a year to finally convince people to do stuff. I mean. sure. Well, digital distribution is one of the hot-button topics in the fast-paced, ever-changing world of comics and technology. Still in its infancy, digital distribution has, for the most part, been another word for comic book piracy. But things are changing. New options are becoming available to consumers to actually purchase comics in a digital format that may change the way that we read and buy comics. Now, Chris Crank is here in part to let us know more about a new venture he's a part of at Devil's Due Publishing. It's called PullBoxOnline.com. And it is an online store that sells digital versions of comics. So, Chris, I guess we should start with you. And why don't you tell us a little bit about PullBoxOnline.com. <laughs> pull online. Uh, well, I, don't, I mean, I, I could use a trendy catchphrase and say we're going to be the new iTunes of comics. But, I mean, it's not about that. It's not trying to – it is a sort of a similar business model where um, – you sell individual issues at a reasonable price point. In this case, most of the issues are going to be 99 cents. It's not everything's 99 cents. A lot of that's based on what the um, basically what the retail value of the book would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, price points include like you know a double size issue would be a buck 49. Um, trade type stuff that's like multiple like a hundred something pages or whatever goes into the like the three something to the four something range, you know. But uh, most everything, since most everything is 22 pages, is going to be around 99 cents. Well, DDP um, is is really heavy into licensed properties like you know, Family Guy and you know, it was you know, GI Joe and, and all that. So right. it, it, does that work? The, does Devils do offer their entire catalog online? Well, not yet. I mean, the licensed stuff um, is taking a little bit longer just because there's a lot more paperwork involved. Mm-hmm, you know, sure. anything that we can deal with like directly with a creator or like our own in-house properties. Uh, just happens a lot faster because it can, you know. I mean, when you can talk to somebody one on one, and you just have to not yell. You just have to yell over the cubicle. Can we do this? Hey, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> like, well, for instance, uh, we're also uh, working with IDW Comics, Jim Mafood, um, uh, Tim Seeley at outside of Devil's Do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, trying to, we had something else. What the heck was it? Oh, Family Guy. We actually did get through pretty mm-hmm. fast. So Family Guy's up there, and those were all relatively easy. Oh, Voltron was another one because we had a really easy relationship with the the license holder, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, stuff like that's just really easy to get through. And we'll eventually be adding the other stuff, but, you know. Well, you guys are basically wait? in the soft launch phase of this as we're recording. But so far, what's the what's the reaction been? I know that you haven't done the big PR <coughs> drive for it yet. Well, it, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, um, we have had, like, a couple of individual people write, you know, write to us or notify us that, hey, this is pretty cool. We know I dig it. I downloaded some stuff, and it's neat. Um, we were 
our soft launch consisted of pretty much just putting it live and sending an email out to our current print store customers. So I wasn't expecting much of anything out of that. I mean, we did get just like a couple dozen orders probably, but considering we were marketing to the print people, mm-hmm. like that buy our stuff every month or have subscriptions or whatever, it, I I was happy with it. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens once the press release goes out and we go live. Sure. Um, I think it'll be fun. I mean, to backtrack a minute, I mean. This isn't really anything new. People have been trying online stuff, distribution stuff for several years. I mean, going back to like um, CrossGen and stuff with their you know comics on the web and things like that. The problem I always found with those was that they locked you into some weird flash or flash player, flash player, <laughs> <laughs> flash player format that like kind of you had to go at a certain pace, like whatever the flash player's pace was. I gotta quit saying flash player. Can I just flash say player? FP or something? FP. Sure. Um, from this point on, it will be shockwave. Shockwave. Computer player. Liquid player. Uh, was that <laughs> but, was that something to do with like propri- trying to keep it a proprietary thing where you couldn't transfer it to other people or? Um, well, yeah, I think it, probably it was. I mean, it has a lot to do with. I mean, because we're struggling with DRM questions and things now, even now with MP3s and you know stuff like that. But it, we struggle with that question um, with these, and I think it probably did have something to do with let's keep the customer coming back by locking them into something, which mm-hmm. is a bad idea. Sure, yeah. I, I'm standing on that. Well, want, it's a personal you, thing. You, you, you want know? to make sure that you have all of the pie. You don't want to be able to split it up, and that's right. You know, well, always, the always problem is, is it, it got in the way of. Uh, the user experience. I mean, anytime somebody adopts something digital, they expect to use it as nearly as they to the original source that they can. You know, which is why uh, you expect to be able to just take your comic and read it at your own pace. If you mm-hmm. want to see the full page, if you want to zoom up on a page, if you want to do something, if you want to turn a page, it doesn't take five seconds for a page turn effect. No, no. Pullbox you know. online is offering <laughs> and the sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Pullbox yeah. online is offering it as PDF files and also CBR fi- or. Correct. CBR files? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, one of the main things when I uh, first proposed this idea, which was, like I said, a long time ago, <laughs> but was that we – CBR and CBZs, whatever, but you know, either one of those formats are pretty much become the de facto standard for the people that are actually reading this stuff. Right. You know? um, why reinvent the wheel? I guess you know. There's so already applications out there that you can get to. Lots for both yeah. both, you didn't plat- have to both major platforms. Yeah. Right, no readers had to be developed. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. I mean, the stuff, the infrastructure for that was already in place, and uh, people are used to dealing with these. And if it offers a nice benefit of also being able to just extract the images out of there, you know, if you want to print them out and read them on the train on the way to work. A- you know? Any concern as to you know now you're sort of giving people another option to you know really. Keep moving that product around the internet. I mean, well, I mean, there's a couple, of, a couple of points to that. I mean, one, as long as we print it, we give people the option of moving it around the internet because there's no DRM on a book. You know? Right. You can't. And there's just no way to stop it, and this stuff's already out there anyway. In fact, I've downloaded some of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm checking QC here because well, you know, I mean, we were talking briefly before the show. I became a pull box online uh, registered user this week and I and I finally got the chance to download Hackslash, which I had not read and it's I've heard great stuff about it and it's got a movie deal now coming up and yep. you know and Tim's a great guy so I wanted to, I wanted to read the book I couldn't find it and you know you said that uh, that you had seen some online you know illegally distributed versions of it and the quality was bad because in the in the printing of it it printed fairly dark and right. whenever it scanned it got even darker where now it was fairly muddy i mean yeah. like the the version that's been floating around you know it, it's I, part of the thing with the coming from a distributor is just that a there's a, a certain level of quality control involved that mm-hmm. no matter how well intentioned the scanner might be 
they can't quite overcome the fact that there's certain limitations imposed by it being printed. Sure. You know, more patterns, things like that, you know. Um, you have no control. Did I say that right? You know, but this is coming Moray? from you know, <laughs> directly from the original art files. Right. So We're coming straight from our digitals. Pristine. I mean, you know, I, eventually I'd like to see it so that as soon as they come in, because generally when colors color, colorists color stuff, it's in RGB and they send it to you. Mm-hmm. And you have to convert it over CMYK to get it to print, you know, which changes the color spectrum a bit and stuff like that. Eventually I'd like to see it so that as soon as we get the RGBs in, you know, we can Go directly right, make I'll these digital right versions right. without having to do the CMYK back to RGB conversion. But, yeah, there's a certain level of quality control involved. I mean, you're getting the straight digital files, so you don't have to worry about any kind of degradation in you know, print and scanning. Um, another thing is, like, most of the files have been corrected again, like, since they've been in print to go into a trade or something like that, you know. So uh, the quality, I think, is one of the things that's kind of nicer. Um, as far as opening it up to other forms of, like, piracy, I guess. <laughs> I, I hate to call any these people piracy. The genie's out of the bottle like, you know, anyway, I, I think, at that point. I can't fault these guys for scanning stuff and spreading it around. In fact, some of the stuff you're never going to get any other way, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, who the hell's got... How many copies of, you know... A comic book from 1971 are floating around these days. Well, Tom's you know? got, five, no, but <laughs> well, no, that's certainly the point. I mean, I, I think it's that it's that line that you know, publishers and distributors keep you know trying to figure out if it's if it's the right way to go. And I think that's why we've seen we've seen such a limited you know source of of this kind of thing. And I'm just sort of wondering why. What was it that sort of got you guys over the hump to finally go? You know what? It's not going to change. Well, I. I Took Josh in the back and beat him with a rubber hose. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, beat him with I, just, I, I kept talking about it in a reasonable voice. And that um, there have been studies. You can find a lot of information about this on the web, but there have been a lot of studies of uh, like uh, e-books. You know, uh, DRMD books versus non-DRMD books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Non-DRMD books actually sell better. You know, and, and despite the fact that you know you could print them out, you could redistribute them or whatever, they still tend to sell better because you're not interfer- interfering with how somebody wants to use something. Um, again, I'll bring it up. Like, if you want to print it out in the morning and read it on the way to work on the train or mm-hmm. something, you don't want a big watermark splashed across it. You don't want to not be able to do it at all. You know, right? If your computer goes belly up, but you're able to recover your data from your hard drive, you don't want to not be able to read your stuff because it's on a different computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which is, I mean, a track was a, a for MP3s was a or music stuff. You know, uh, Sony's DRM mm-hmm. format was. A nightmare for that for wanna, a lot of people. You want to be able to know you can use it. You know, you don't want to be right. like it, well, you, you don't want it locked in. And be like, oh shit, I don't have this. You kind of got to use it. <laughs> and another thing is, I mean, if you look at the community of traders anyway, uh, whether the cynical says it's lip service or not, I mean, nine times out of ten, there's going to be a tag in there that says if you like it, buy it. Right. You know? Because the point is, is that if these people don't make a living off of what they're doing, they're not going to be able to do it anymore. You're not going to have any more comics to steal. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if so it's you know it becomes sort of a not a morality issue but sort of a hey let's go ahead and give back support, what we're getting. Uh, it, I think a lot of people look at it like <clears throat> the music industry. You know I I, I see uh, a very very much mirrored to to piracy of music in the you know 90s. That was you know, whenever you saw you know, music Way piracy. Back and, then. Well and and it still goes on to you know to this day you know and, and there are a but lot you've of seen you've there. seen a successful I mean with iTunes you've mm-hmm. seen uh, you know obviously a successful well, business well, model where <clears> give people question, the option. my only question is when will these computers be available <laughs> <laughs> well that does bring up one interesting thing is is you know as we see more and more readers coming out you know Sony has just launched their new uh, oh, the color reader. one. Yeah. I mean, they, they've had the black and white one out right. for about a year and a half or so, and that was really nice looking. It, it produced really crisp images. It was kind of like reading newsprint, right? Know? And and then the color one looks mm. great. The only problem with this is you can only 
read the books that are offered through the Sony website. And which again, going back to uh, I guess a form of piracy. I mean, that's going to be no problem for somebody to hack the software for sooner that. or later. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if people want it, they're going to be able to get it. But but yeah. I think we're going to see more and more of that type of thing. And as they become more common and and cheap and and easily accessible, you're, you know, I think you're going to see more and more distributors sort of and publishers. Size, yeah. Paperback size or book size, like you know, digital mm-hmm. devices that let you do this. And it's it's. Yeah. I mean, we all we all, and we've talked about it for for years now. Where everybody knows it's coming. I think it's just a matter of when and how. And 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 I think with the smaller publishers, you're certainly there's less risk involved to some degree because. Well, it depends on how you take it. I mean, it, honestly, there's less risk for. I don't know if there's less risk, but I, I would say just thinking about it, there's, there's probably less risk for the big two because. They can afford to lose a thousand people and not well, buying their books. <laughs> I think. I think what I what I was thinking is that, you know, with with the way the direct market is and the way that diamonds exists and previews exists, and the amount of books that are out now, the real you know it's it's more of an advantage for smaller publishers to get their books in front of people yeah. through any way possible than Marvel or DC. Well, you know, Marvel and DC don't have to do that. One of the things I see is that. Especially with online ordering of paper comics, that mm-hmm. th- there's a there's a serious pinch going on with local comic shops, and I think everyone is starting to come to the realization that a lot of local comic shops are going to be going away or having to really diversify. If you diversify, then you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to carry the amount of books that you have <laughs> on your shelves. And what are the first books that are going to be taken off your shelves? Your lower selling independent sure. comics. So digital distribution. It's probably going to be the only way that a lot of independent or smaller publishing companies are going to be able to get their comics in front of people. And, I mean, that is just going to be a reality of the industry. Well, and another way to look at that, too, is um, the system's not in place yet, but say we get something together where uh, whoever's selling these things actually reports numbers, like what, what amounts of what new books or whatever are being sold. Um, one of the things I brought up when I was discussing, like proposing this project, was that uh, basically, the digital downloads become a vehicle to promote, you know, collection sales, uh, trades, and things like that. You sure, know, sure. Uh, collected uh, books and that. And you know, if a retailer sitting there and has at his fingertips a way to look at what individual issues did and what things are doing well and what things aren't doing well, from you know, uh, from a digital standpoint, then they can better gauge what trades to buy. You know, which yeah, is probably you know the way I see it coming. I don't, I don't see the death of the paper. I just see it. You know, the paper is going to become more and more well, of collected books. You'll have books, a more yeah. responsive ability to see what's good and what's bad. I mean, you look at the, you know, whatever numbers we have are from what people ordered from two months ago. You know, and that's right. We don't see anything at a consumer level. Right. Yeah. But this, numbers, but through you know. this system, you would, you would know exactly what people that, are purchasing. Exactly. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. I never thought about that. That's a great point. That that it could be really a useful tool for for retailers to know what type of, you know. Because I mean, what you know, aside from digital stuff, I mean, one of the things I've been bitching about for years is that you know none of the numbers we ever see are like we don't have the uh, the music industry's ability to gauge like store sales, <clears throat> or even books, you know, regular regular novel, you know, literature and, and that kind of thing. You have no idea what is really being sold. How many books are you know coming into a shop and then you know and sitting on a shelf? Or, right. Or All we get is I mean, you can sort of uh, selectively pull retailers you know or have a right. relationship with and yeah. say, well, how's this doing for you? But I mean, that kind of regional thing is. You know, I mean, it's iffy at best to get a good right. number out well, of it. Well, you, you get know? you get books. You get the the highest selling books are, of course, the most hyped books. Right. Which doesn't always translate to the most I mean, selling or the most. And you can guarantee, like, a new issue of Green Arrow, you know, is going to sell better than a new issue of, I don't know, you know, 
Hackslash. Probably. No. Yeah. yeah. Zombies I mean, just because it's, it's A, it's Green Arrow. Arrow, B, it's DC. You and, know? Yeah, and it's, it's everywhere. So, I yeah. mean, uh, of course that's going to sell better at a retailer level. Who knows how many of those go off the shelf? Mm-hmm. I think it's also mm-hmm. interesting because it's, I think, just like with music, it's sort of people have taken upon themselves almost to show the companies the business model they're going to have to use at mm-hmm. some point. As you start yeah. to see the music companies, the big labels are having to deal with the fact that the model of how they existed before doesn't work. Well, I think at some point, DC and Marvel are going to have to perhaps deal with the fact that you know issue prices will go up again. They'll keep going right. up. You know, and that they're not going to go down. They're not going to. Yeah. I am Matt Fraction, and this is uh, Around Comics, and it's a podcast that you listen to on your pod, and it's casted to your pod, and you can listen to it, and it's sweet. And I, I love it, and I love you. I was looking at the thread in the forum that you guys started, mm-hmm. and um, one guy was very vehement about the fact that you know digital things are always overpriced, and um, it was very much talking about you know like you can't say it's you know for the paper or whatever like that anymore, and. I mean, because paper is going to go up, you know, things like that. Sure. That's why we always have price increases for that. I mean, but not only that. I mean, creators' costs always go up mm-hmm. because there is a cost of living increase every year. Advertising, yeah. marketing. No, I mean, if if you costs. didn't get a raise, you know, I mean, what we pay them not going up is you know the equivalent of a, a wage guy never getting a raise. Right. You know. Sure. And so I mean, costs. Your of overhead like costs. You, right. you, 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 for the most. I mean, you're you're a very very talented artist and you Dick. do covers, but. But you know, <laughs> you work <laughs> you work you work at Devil's Due Publishing, but your primary responsibilities there are not on the creator side. No, I mean I'm, I'm making a wage, and you know it's like, I, you know I need to keep making more money because things cost me more money. Right? Shark skin suits, and gold canes, <laughs> that come straight. But which is what I'm saying about you know as far as like digital things go. I mean the the prices people charge for things are still going to take those things into account. You know they're never just going to be like. Oh well, we're not putting on paper anymore, so we're so going to charge right. fifty cents. For well, the, the cost well thing, I think whenever you look at the piracy side of it, that a lot of people probably try and uh, validate it by saying, "Well, you know, it's nothing I can touch, so I'm not doing anything wrong because there's nothing tangibly there that I'm stealing." Well, it's like even with a CD or a DVD. I mean, you're not paying for the when you're paying the extra price for stuff, and you're not just paying for the the material. You're, the production you know, of you're, it. You're still you're, also yeah. paying for the. Creation, the stuff itself, you know, yeah. the, the intangible music, the thing, you know, that's like, I mean, that's it has why to have a value. I mean, paper yeah, is right. a delivery method, just like digital would be. Still, cost involves regardless of if you're printing it or but not. I also think the, the cost of producing it, the cost of marketing it, the the cost, you know, all those things cost money. So mm-hmm. at some right. point, I mean, I'm, I'm it has gonna... to be reflected in the into the the cost of the product. Yes. And in the end, any company is there to make money. I mean, so you figure, like, and I, I can't throw out exact numbers, but you figure, you know, a, a penciler on a book for a moderate to large company is going to make anywhere between, you know, 100 and 250 for a page, you know, right. depending on who the company is and who the penciler is. You know, so, I mean, even at a minimum, saying, like, 125 or something like that for a page, that's 22 times 125. I mean, that's that much money that's going out just in the creation of the art alone. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the anchor, the colorist, the, you know, right. the assembly, letterer. the letterer. The I happen letter. to run across this article... <laughs> Um, in Wired magazine, uh, it's a, it's it was written in May of 2006, and, it, and it's by um, Mark McCluskey is the writer. Uh, it was in Wired magazine talks about digital distribution and how Marvel and DC are losing out on. Oh, on I think the money I read that, that could, actually. Yeah. Um, I just want to. He, he said. Um, you know, what's the holdup? I asked representatives at both Marvel and DC their answer, no comment. No condemnation of piracy, no acknowledgement of what's happening, no <laughs> tip of the hat to the vigorous world of independent online comics. Nothing. That's here's right? here's sure. why that's so strange. In 2004, Marvel had net sales of $513 million. 
Of that, only 16% came from comics. The rest was from licensing characters for movies, TV, and toys. In other words, mm-hmm. comic books, the actual printed artifacts, have become little more than marketing materials. Scary as that might be for fans, the publishers must have realized it, but it begs the question of why those publishers aren't embracing digital distribution when it could be free and easy evangelizing for the next summer box it's blockbuster. free marketing. It is, but, and we talked about well, It's not free if somebody's paying for it. Well, <laughs> in, in, the, in, in the scope of $530 million to offer, to offer comics digitally, is next really for next to nothing? Is yeah. what well, I think it's about. also interesting to think about in the sense that if digital distribution's hurting them so much that you know Marvel and DC have been selling more books. I mean, if yeah, people were so quick to abandon it, oh, it's always sorry. the knee-jerk reaction to be like, all people will stop reading paper comics because they can get it for free. But I don't think that's necessary. Well, I true. think that's part of it. I think part of it is you know, this article and the writer is saying that you know digital comics. They should be using comics as sort of the research and development for other products, the movies and TV and licensing things, because that's where the real money is. And that's understandable, but, you know, Chris and I were talking about this earlier, is that at some point that's going to die off a bit. You know, you have yeah, a huge well, surge of movies right now, and, 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 and people the are going to get tired of, of superhero movies. And at some point the comics are sure. going to be a larger part of it. But at the same time, and, and this goes way back to a conversation I had with um, an artist. Uh, Jack uh, Kirby. No, no. <laughs> Uh, a, a, a small independent com- no, a small independent comic book artist who's really trying Dave to break Sim. trying Steve to Dickman. break in. I, I'm not going to mention the name, but anyway, you know, I was talking to I was talking to him about you know his comic, and you know he's he's sitting there, and he's he's done the work on like four or five issues of this book, and he uh, he was having a hard time selling it. You know, he's trying to get it out to people, sure, and and he wasn't making any money even on the books that he's selling because the printing costs at, at the runs, the small runs that he's doing, is so, is so costly. It really, you know, it's. Yeah. You're breaking even if you're lucky on that kind of thing. And I said, well, why aren't you just giving them, you know, why aren't you just sending them online, putting them in a PDF, and giving them to everyone you possibly can? I mean, the point of doing this comic, yes, you're trying to create exposure. something, but isn't it exposure? Isn't it trying to get your name and your art out there? Well, why wouldn't you just give it to everyone you possibly could? Yes and no. It depends on if you've got a decent day job that you can afford to spend the extra like 20 hours a day that you're going to have to spend besides the eight hours. That's 28 hours, by the way. Um, besides the eight hours <laughs> well, a day you're spending Mars your job. Wow. Day, you know. If you live on um, Mars and you have 28 hours a day. I mean, it, yeah, sure. If you can turn out – I mean, if you can spend four hours a night and put out a comic like once every other month or something like that and you don't mind not making anything for that four hours a day, you know. Athena Voltaire. That's that's an example, Steve. Well, I mean, and I think there's a lot of guys out there that are like that. If you can get away with that, sure. But they, but, you know, a they, lot of these people are trying to do this for a living. They did well, basically like a trade in four years, though. But yeah. really, I mean, realistically, making a living at a self-published book is, you know, uh, I, most time, especially with print costs, you're lucky to break even. Well, that's what I mean. Your odds yeah. in, ma- in making money are probably better if you buy a lotto ticket. And if you're gonna break even anyway, but then there's still always that thing where, well, what if? What if I have another Walking Dead? What if I have another Mouse Guard? Mouse Guard is a great example. Mouse Guard is a great example. That book's in what? Like it's. One like billionth eight, printing eight or something? Yeah. Nine thousand yeah. printings something like in the first issue. Well, it certainly They're happens. All like 20, but how many? But how many independent books out there go nowhere? And you know what I mean? I, that exactly. doesn't mean there isn't talented people working on them. It's just for whatever reason, there's so much you know 
and that, luck that is, and placing and, and everything else involved. Now you're killing indie me. creator, you know, she decided to just well screw it. I'm just going to put my book online. You know, I'm still right. going to sell trades. Right. But I'm just going to put my my monthlies online and see how that does because you know she was breaking even on them or whatever anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not? You know. Well, well I, I think your chances for getting exposure are going to be greater on the internet because they're available to everyone and with as many message boards and forums and podcasts and all that stuff. I, I think. <laughs> I, I think that I think that it's a lot easier to get more national or even you know international exposure Local. because you don't have to stumble <laughs> upon it Track at an artist alley table at a con that someone may right. stop at or next to the guy who's dressed like a pirate. But one thing that, one thing to consider as well um, the difference here is is that and, and this will change as like I guess prominent online distributors like distributor hubs become mm. more popular mm-hmm. is that um, if you're printing a comic even if it gets like 2,000, 3,000 books, whatever, you know, whatever the bre- that break-even point is for whoever's making it, that's, you know, that many copies that are floating around in the real world that people can just stumble across, you know? Online, if you're putting it up by yourself, just on your website, I'm Joe Nobody that's got this website and I put up a right. comic, uh, you're relying only on word-of-mouth, period. You're not, there's no browsing sales there. You know, maybe somebody might come across your True. comic. True. You know? I, I think there's an interesting thing, though, that's happening now that when I first started... When the internet first started with comic books, and I first started sort of paying attention to stuff on the internet, is I see way more stuff, or at least I'm paying way more attention to lots of little stuff. Or whenever someone says something, I'm much more open to clicking on a link that if yeah. someone sends it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's because the industry is in this really weird phase right now where there's all these people who want to break into pretty much an industry that's dominated by two huge companies, and yeah, they're trying uh-huh. to carve their little niche out, and everyone's scrambling to figure out. You know, what's the sharpest knife to cut into this? Where am I going to go with that? So we're going to see a lot of things. I think we're going to see people trying lots of stuff to try and get. Well, well, I think you know, you you say dominated by two two companies. Everyone thinks Marvel, DC, but I think it goes beyond that. I think that it's a market that is dominated by one company, and that's the main distribution bottleneck. It's dominated by by Diamond. So if if you were the CEO of Diamond, would you be right now proactively looking at Diamond online distributors as he, he as could a, never do it. I don't think it, I don't think Diamond could do it. Their their entire customer base is, is the direct market LCS, mm-hmm. and if you all of a sudden undercut that, oh god! I mean, where else are they going to go? But are they undercutting it? I mean, and this oh, uh, this they could this go regarding Diamond, else. which okay. I, I think part of the point for especially for smaller companies and things like that. Uh, skipping diamond altogether is such a great idea, <laughs> you know, because there's nobody else cutting. I think it. it's becoming more feasible. Um, right, yeah. with the online distribution, mm-hmm. is that you don't have besides the the print cost, you don't have the distribution cost that that cut that the distributor takes, you know, before it ever gets to a retailer or whatever. Right. Well, well kind of what but, I was getting at is that right now there is no centralized distribution for online distribution. I think there's not an iTunes music store right. for comic books. Well, even with uh, even with music distribution, I mean, you still have more than iTunes. iTunes is just what everybody knows, right? For the most part. I mean, you it's have a large, it's the You've got you know. eMusic, you've got the uh well, Napster failed, but you know, <laughs> yeah. you've got I mean, you've got several different stores sure. that are offering the stuff. And I think you're going to see a shakedown of that with the, the comics online distribution. I mean, you're going to see like it doesn't make a lot of sense, for one thing. I mean, it makes more sense for everybody to get together in one place. Sure, absolutely. And this, but, but and who's going to At that least happen? this early in the game. It well, that's just... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I said... Marvel, that's why you know, Marvel, and, Marvel and DC, I mean, they're never going to let go of that because they figure they can do it themselves and make more money at it. Sure. Why, why pay someone else to do... Because um, there's a difference between you know having an administrative infrastructure already set up and doing it all yourself. Well, you know, you, you yeah, see, but you, they've never learned from that before. You I mean, see something <laughs> like, they, you see something but they like, distribute through Diamond, though, don't they? Uh, 
Yeah, you know? but this. I mean, they do learn. I mean, in Marvel, I'm seeing a great know, entropenerial opportunity here. Well, would we have <laughs> iTunes without Napster? I mean, that's the idea. If someone comes along and creates something that forces someone to be like, right. we have to. I don't think they would. I honestly, I mean, I can't say. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what DC's plans are or anything, but I. I doubt that they would have ever just made that move yeah. without there being some sort of obvious sign that this is something that's, that's going to happen g- that can be feasible you know yeah. i mean whether it's because i remember i'm gonna ramble for a second here but that's all right i remember like four years ago you know um you found comics online but not so much mm-hmm. you know i mean i i've been finding you comics had to online. search you had to you had to yeah. dig but uh, the fact that you could BitTorrent and then find several trackers that were devoted to comics now mm-hmm. in the past three years Mm-hmm. Um, really makes finding comics easier, for in that aspect, you know. So you do have central hubs, you have locations of things like that. What we need to do now is move that into a way that actually makes the people pay for comics. It. Well, it makes the people making comics money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and, and that's what we're looking at. And I mean, you've seen a bunch of things start up recently. Um, you've got a. I'm an idiot for even doing this, but you got like drive-through comics. I'm talking about my competition, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, um, but in all seriousness, I mean, everybody's got different stuff, and so far everybody's got different material. But um, you got drivethroughcomics.com. You've got um, Wowio, which Newsarama apparently has thrown their weight behind. Yeah, and that's what <laughs> it's a lot of Alias and uh, a few Moonstone titles I saw. Yeah, that was it. That was the other one. I was trying to remember. It was Alias Moonstone, and I thought there was a third company. Uh, but I can't remember. What it was. Probably is. I, I just noticed it was. Yeah, it was dominated right. I can't by remember. Alias. I remember, like, uh, well, and, and now, good for Moonstone. I'm, I'm happy they're doing that. By the time this airs, you'll have us, you know, and um, mm-hmm. the pullboxonline.com. And uh, <laughs> very, the best. Very Don't easy. forget to mention yourself. <laughs> very easy and satisfying consumer experience, by the way. I had no problem uh, registering, downloading, and it was uh, the quality of the of the download was awesome, and uh, and I enjoyed it. And uh, go uh, download or buy Hackslash. It, it was great. I'll just tell you to give it to me. <laughs> I'll email it to you. I, think, and, I mean, this early in the game, I have no idea, who, like, who's going to win out. Like, who's going? But there is going to be a, just a handful of people that are going to be like main hubs, and a lot of it depends on who goes with what and what contracts are signed. You know? Well, you had said you, you, you have IDW now is coming on. Uh, yeah, we're working to, with to IDW. Po- and Brian, uh, you're going to have IDW books on there. That's kind of that's interesting that, you know, you know while we, you guys are with DDP and, and the majority of the books well, right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Pullbox, Pullbox online is... is Pullbox a, is not DDP. I mean, okay. Pullbox is a separate entity thing. You know, like it's... it's not to just publish our own stuff, you know? right? I mean, it's to which is smart. Kind of set up a place I, to publish other. Like, love, not publish. It's not even publishing. You guys it's get with it's Ross Ritchie you know? and have like boom titles there. I mean, that. Would yeah, be... I mean, we are in talks. We're, we're in talks with a lot of people. We just things take a while when you're trying sure. to convince people to do stuff. Mm-hmm. That especially you know, even if like it's in their own good, yeah. it still takes a while. <laughs> But yeah, something like that. That's like kind of like well, what do we have online? People, I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people get into it and. That's not what they got into comics. You know, everyone gets into it like I'm going to have a book at the end. So I think on some yeah. level, people have a guttural reaction. Well, I think I think that the natural inclination is just initially to be afraid of it because it's you know it's the same thing with with the music industry. It's like you know they don't they don't know they don't know what's going to happen exactly. It takes a little thing to like show people that it can be done and be done mm-hmm. in a profitable manner, which is what boils down to a lot of people. Right. I mean, especially when you're dealing with companies, not just single creators or anything like that. If you're dealing with a company that's got a group of things and you're like, well, I want to know that I'm going to make some money off of this. Yeah, I mean, or that's else the whole it's not point. worth me doing it. You right. Know? And the business model right now is really helpful because, I mean, everything you're looking at has been printed already. So it's made some mm-hmm. money. 
I have yeah, no idea little, what the business model is. You have a little leeway there. so Yeah, like for somebody that's publishing something straight to digital, I have no idea what the business model is going to be at that point, like how it's going to work out as far as profit versus loss. Because mm-hmm. well, you still have to make enough to cover your creative costs. Well, I think what, yeah. what's, what's interesting, I don't know, I, I guess you see this in other businesses, but but here we have an example where the, the two you know largest companies in the industry are probably the most gun-shy to do anything different. And you see, but that makes sense. Well, sh- yeah. well sure, and I can understand yeah. that, but you see, you see the smaller independent publishers that are a little bit more agile, a little bit more, you know, they're they're in it to take risks anyway. Yeah. If they weren't, they, you know, yeah, you wouldn't start a fucking comic book company if no, you jo- were like, jo- I'm well, gonna make a million Josh dollars. Josh wouldn't start a DDP <laughs> if he wasn't a risk taker. Right. And generally, with smaller companies, you don't have a you know a 20 person committee that has to decide on something and then pass it along to another committee that's right. a legal department that has to pass it on. Yeah, to I mean, imagine Marvel, like, you know, Marvel Comics, all of a sudden trying to. I mean, they do. They have their digital comics. They do it through their own site, right. and it's a it's a they bit should, of a different totally way. I guarantee they had to talk to legal and say, well, does so this interfere with our deal with Verizon for wallpapers? Right. For their phones. They had to deal, you know, with Marvel Entertainment and the movie industry, and I mean everything else. I mean, there's so many things involved. It's a huge, complex thing. Where I mean, where where I see it is essentially a, it's the same thing as print distribution because it's the same format, same layout, same everything. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a digital extension of print distribution. A legal department's going to see that as being all of a sudden electronic media, right, or something, you know. So. Whether or not it's interactive or moving or doing anything, they're still going to see that as electronic media. So you know you have so hold ups. Uh, before that. we do this, we have to kill the lawyers kind of approach <laughs> to it. No, you just have to work through them. I mean, that's the thing is it, it's you have to convince people that this is what it is. You know, it's not it's not wallpapers for digital phones. It's not movies. It's not flash commercials. It's not cartoons. It's not this is print media transferred directly into you mm-hmm. know whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it it is an exciting time to be you know. Talking about this and and seeing where this is going. I mean, in ten in, in the next five ten years, we're going to see this industry get turned upside down because of this. And well, in the next five ten years, uh, in ten years, like people are going to be going like, well, duh, no duh, of course we're doing digital. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I what? People didn't have it on their computers? Because we're all yeah. floating in our hover cars. <laughs> I promised us hover cars. <laughs> what, I've, been what? Prom- I've been promised a fucking hover car. <laughs> I want one. I would ask you to tell your friends about the Around Comics podcast, but let's face it, your friends are a little bit on the two-dimensional side, aren't they? All right, well, let's move away from hover car discussion and uh, move on to some forum posts. Fuck you. I'm on an all-hover car episode. <laughs> I want my hoverboard. Man. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm on a hover dog. I've been wanting one of those ever since uh, Back to the Future. But All right, uh, our first forum post is from Blue Meanie. Goes, here's how I think it'll work in the future. future. In the future. <laughs> says, says Marvel, for example, will announce a new six-part Ultimate Spider-Man arc. You'll log into their site and pre-order the trade, uh, which you will be sent when it gets released in six months' time. You have two options. You can pay a reduced price for the uh, for pre-ordering, or you can pay the full trade price, but then you will also be sent each issue digitally as it is released to the stands. That way you get to read it hot off the press, and you also get your trade without having to buy it twice. Many people are doing this themselves anyway, so I imagine it's the way that companies can get it, or get into the game. Uh, you know, that... Uh doesn't make. I mean, that makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, I, I think a lot of people would be onto that. The only thing about it is, you know, you're 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 already able to buy trades through, you know, like Amazon and in stock, in stock trades, trades for 35, 40 percent off as it is. 
So what but kind you of can't discount? Wait until the trade comes out. Well, well that's true enough. You can't. Here, you can't get you, it. Until you had. Then. You had a great. You had a great point today. We were talking about it, and and that's the thing. It's all about. It's hey, all. It's hey, all about. Sal, you had an awesome <laughs> high five, Sal. High five. <laughs> well, it, it's, go, all, it's all about incentive. You have to have some sort of incentive for buying a digital version. <clears throat> yeah. you know, I, iTunes does it with, you know, free music videos. That, that come with the download if you buy like the whole album or whatever. Uh, with with comics, I think probably the biggest incentive that you can give is getting allow, it early. Getting it early. Get, get it a early week or, before it or comes. Or two weeks or whatever. To I mean, honestly, that, that's the biggest incentive with music is that you get it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get it right now without having to go out in the snow and scrape off the ice, you know, sure. off your car. You know? I can find out what happens in Trapped in the Closet by R. Kelly right now. I don't need to wait for the. Well, the thing, the thing, the thing about exactly, exactly, yeah, it's like fucking lightning. That's right. It's a great idea. It does, and it doesn't kill the in-store sales for so many reasons because people still are, you know, you're walking through Best Buy and you see a CD for ten ninety nine or nine ninety nine, and you're still going to pick it up because you're there for something else. You know what I mean? And we were talking about that too. Is that, you know, I think the biggest problem that all this is going to cause is for the small, you know, retailers for LCS is because. You know, a company like Best Buy can get away with it because they're buying in bulk, in bulk. and they're yeah. diversified. And, and you can buy a refrigerator. Then. So I might be yeah. going and yeah, looking for my refrigerator. Well, when but when I you're saying the, the small, yeah, you're talking about the non-chain like LCSs, right? Yeah, like, sure. the, the not graham crackers, the not uh, dark tower, the not what's a Texas what's a Texas chain that's huge? Me. We're yeah. talking about this small business. <laughs> yeah. right Single owned proprietorships. Basically. So w- yeah. what I'm trying to say is that you know, in probably three years' time, we'll be recording from you know, Porter's <laughs> books and. Yeah. <laughs> no, We're trying to dick over. No, a shot. It, it's an issue. I think that you know is, is going to happen. But I, I think you know all these things where you can get it earlier, you can get a discount. I mean, those well, are well, going to come into play. You know, and, and I'm going to use the the music um, uh, analogy, analogy. because Thank it's you, the Tom. closest thing. I mean, okay, really right think, now. think of think of a <laughs> an issue of a comic as being a single track on a CD. I buy a lot of 99 cent songs on iTunes before I'll go physically to a store and buy the actual CD. And I think that a lot of people will buy individual issues before they'll go and buy the traded collection. Well, and the, and the great thing about yeah. that was it, it sort of changed, and Tom, I think you were kind of talking about this earlier, was it changed the business model of the music industry because you couldn't, you could no longer put out an album with one or two good or catchy songs and then 12, you know, really awful ones. Oh, no, they still do. Well, they still do, <laughs> but they're not nearly as successful as they once were because people right. can, you know, go and get, you know, the one or I'll two songs that they song. like. And, you know, preview the other ones, and, eh, you know, if I don't like it, I don't get it, but... Now, on the flip side of that, though, I mean, you got to look at, um, going back to, like, say, independent comic publishers again, and I don't know, this is also new, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't know how things are working for the different business ventures that are out there right now, but, like, with iTunes, a single artist just can't jump on iTunes and sell their yeah, stuff, you know? I mean, you have to be with a label that's selling, because iTunes doesn't want to mess with Penny Annie, like, one-person stuff, you know, administratively, and that's that's the thing about... While this is a good idea about buying the single issues and then getting – it's basically like a subscription service. You buy the single issues and you get this trade at the end mm-hmm. for having spent the money on it. But administratively, that's a nightmare. Yeah, because <laughs> Keeping track to, of this right, and then at the of end of this time, like when a, a you know the certain time flag comes up and, oh, we got to ship all these things. We've got to ship all these trades now and Sky we've already discounted them. And <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean it, a lot of it's got to be administrative stuff, which is, like I said, going back to why iTunes doesn't deal with anything but labels that have yes. multiple things. Yeah. Well, I think – First of all, I thought you were going to say independent cobbler for a second. 
which I thought was <laughs> as a point of the big chain I prefer my cobbler independent, frankly. Yes, my my independent cobbler, which made me laugh really hard. And second of all, inside, inside, it made me laugh inside. From Vince B. And this is confrontational, so I'll read it in that sense. <laughs> like it or not, digital distro, I like that, <laughs> is, like is the method <laughs> that will eventually sustain the comics industry. What is the most costly part of the comics production process? Printing. Greatly reducing open parent with a goal of eventually eliminating closed parent print runs will in turn greatly affect the cost of page two production. <laughs> Hopefully translating to lower quote unquote cover prices. Open parent, one to two dollars. Seems reasonable, close parent. If comics were more affordable and a much larger percentage of kids in America would take a chance on them. Three bucks is a lot for a kid to pay for a potentially shitty read. <laughs> yeah. A buck is a co- a buck a copy would make it well worth the risk. Why why were comics so popular with kids from the early days of the comics industry to the early eighties? Because they were relatively cheap in comparison to other forms of entertainment. Were they? Because I remember when movies were like five bucks to get into, you know? Yeah, but you were buying comics for seventy five cents a piece. Right. But I'm saying now movies are what? Ten bucks to get into, and I'm paying three and bucks. Yeah, okay. I'm paying yeah. Yeah. Good point. All right, yeah, it's definitely a different thing. Yeah. Shake hands with reality. He says he's not such a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and Vince has some great points. It's but he is sticky. You, you can't Palms. you can't get in the way of progress and technology, and no. and they just you know the the bigger publishers just going to have to come to grips with the fact that it's it's going to happen. But going back to I mean going back to something that was mentioned earlier was that um, you know Marvel's it's not the comics that are sustaining the comics industry. <laughs> I mean, especially with the big two, it's their licensing. licensing. Right. You know? And that's... Uh, the dream of licensing is pretty much what like spurs a lot of people on even smaller uh, publishers, you know? I mean, is that you will get that movie deal, you will get that toy deal, you will get that you know Saturday morning cartoon, you know? Honestly, it, it, those are what sustain the comic industry for the most part. The, 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 big, the big portion sure. of it, you know? Comics it's, are killing comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that comics are killing comics, but comics... Suicide. Comics have been comics have been sustained through their their bad periods by being able to be merchandised. Right. We are all in one huge suicide pact. We're all we're all we're all driving this car hundred miles an hour. The next post is the next post is from Bam. Oh, Bam said the future of digital distribution aside. Now that DC has released first issues of a number of Vertigo series free online, I spend my lunch hour at my desk reading comics off my computer screen. As a result, I'm going to start picking up the DMZ and Exterminators trades when I can stretch my budget and possibly start buying the titles monthly if they're still good once I've caught up. So as a marketing tool, it already works. I really like going to my LCS on Wednesdays on my way home from work. I like the glazed-over look in everyone's eyes as we stare at the wall and walk into each other. When it comes down to it, content is certainly the most important part of comics, but there's also an experiment... Experiential. 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 Experiential aspect that I'd miss (laughs) if I were simply logging in every Wednesday and downloading... To a backup drive, and I'm just not tech-savvy enough to begin with. So I, I think what Bam was getting at is that it, it's, it, because it was two different thoughts, it was like, it's good, and it's working, but there's still uh, well, yeah, a I fear mean, factor. Well, yeah, I applaud what, what, the buying of exterminators. Yes. yes. By the way. Um, you know, whenever this subject comes up, it's like, oh, well, it's, you know, the death of paper, you know, and, and that's never going to happen. I mean, paper products are, you know, books, comics, if they're going to be out there. If it does happen, it's not going to be digital distribution's fault. No. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, it, it My father owns a paper company. I'd really appreciate it if I guys could continue <laughs> to just buy, buy paper, paper. I mean, I like the paper company. Or chop down some paper industry a die just so we can <laughs> save some trees. But. My real last name <laughs> no, is I'm Mead. Kidding, but, yeah. <laughs> 
All right, our next one is from R.H. Coop. I'm not against electronic books at all. I love the idea of having an electronic reader that I can throw into my bag, carry everywhere, and instantly have access to as many comics as I'm willing to pay for. Here, here. But until such a thing actually exists and is fairly cheap, in case you drop it, has a good picture quality, has as good a picture quality as paper comic books, and is comparable, uh, or I'm sorry, compatible, compatible for all Jesus. major publishers. I think that we are all getting a little ahead of ourselves. I don't mind reading comics on my computer, but it is just not relaxing enough of an experience for me to completely abandon the paper. I wish we really read this point. first, and then we could have stopped doing the episode. Yep. Apparently that's we're a wrap. We're ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Fuck. Well, no, but well, I mean, we're not that far off from that. It's no, a really I good point. Think. I mean, we, uh, well, we, uh, Pullbox <clears throat> Online, I mean, we decided to adopt something that we considered to already be a standard. But there is no standard. There's no, nobody's it's gotten the together. Wild and, West. Nobody's gotten together and said, hey, let's make everything this one format. Right. You know? Pullbox, Pullbox. Well, well you're going to see that. I mean, it wasn't very long before all of a sudden, you know, your iPod became the most popular, you know, music player that exists. Right. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't take that long for that to happen. But even then, they didn't settle on the standard. They put out their own AAC format. <laughs> True, but it also played other. It also played MP3s, MP4s, Correct. and it could else also that, play. It them. could also. And so that's, that's what you're that's looking kind of for. Thing is having a reader that will play them all. Well, yeah, like we were talking about the Sony reader. The problem with that is it only plays Sony books, and that's good for Sony. But for me, I I won't buy I, it because yeah. I have no use for it. You don't need all ten volumes of how Sony is awesome. <laughs> well, you know, and I, and I think that, I think this is a great great point. Is that once they come up with a reader that you can keep a thousand, two thousand comic books on. I think that's a great idea that you can you know, pull it out of your backpack. Do you really like, need that many? Or even a reader. <laughs> like, say a reader. 10,000 songs on an iPod? Say a reader no. you could plug like a gigabyte uh, flash drive into and right. just read off of that. And read off you know? Yeah, that, I think that's probably more. You know, but but just say, you know, I'm, on the, could, I'm on the train. You, you know actually, what? I haven't read Sin City in a while. You know, oh, I have the complete Sin City that I paid, you know, X amount digitally for. I'm going to read, you know, that snack. yellow bastard. And it's there. And it's just because you that you got it on a whim while you're on the train. I feel like reading since then. And then you can look around smug at everyone and be like... <laughs> Hardware is important, but I, the thing is, like... And I, I don't know if you've tried this yet, but, like, with your notebook, all you got to do is just turn everything sideways and open your notebook and kind of hold it like an open book. And it's about the same size as a comic page. You know, right. It's about... Yeah, but, you know... And I, a lot of people carry those around anyway. A lot of people... <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people... A lot of people can't afford to, spend, you know, drop a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars on nope. a laptop if there's a three or four hundred dollar player. When the mar- when but the, 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 MP3, the MP3 player is a popular, like, gadget. It's mm-hmm. a popular thing. Sure. did not happen until several years after, like, people were already well, that's using right. MP3s. Once the market, you know... So. Once the market is there for them, they'll exist. I mean, it's not because mm-hmm. we can't make them. Yeah. It's because there's no market for it at this point. I don't know if there's a big enough point. market just for comic book fans. Right. It's got to. Right. Ha- it's going to have to be ebooks and that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> I hope that the resolution of the screens doesn't fall short because people are mostly just reading print and prose as opposed to graphic intensive stuff and that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. that's prose people uh, <laughs> Scott Johnson said uh, you're forgetting that the comics culture is not just an entertainment medium but also a collector's hobby even readers who switch from monthlies to trades are particular the way the trade paperbacks and hardcovers look on their bookshelves and they get uh, they get upset when DC and Marvel mess with an existing format for that reason. If you eliminate the printed medium that someone can collect, you eliminate a large part of the fun of the comics hobby. It's true. You got it. 
You do, but the same thing could be said for, you know, uh, albums. People used to collect uh, albums for the I album still art. Buy, I still buy vinyl. Still, like, when I find it cheap, because I love that big 12 by 12 picture. But it's not going to stop. That's that's well, not, that's what I mean. It's not going <laughs> to stop the majority of people <laughs> from... Well, I still think a lot of people buy CDs, you know. <clears> for but, the art. And I think that what, what, what we people talked about... buy books. And people are yeah. still going to buy, I think, collected editions and trades. But I think what we're talking about with digital distribution is that what... Not that it's going to hurt it, but I think... Often service it's replacement. It's, it's it. gonna. It's going to change the monthly single issues. That's just another way. Well, right I now it's wait. just another way of getting it. Honestly, I mean, it, it's it's going to be a, a year at least, two years probably before you see an impact. And honestly, I am so tired world, of you know? buying single issue comic books and putting them in boxes, and my entire basement being full of them. That's I, where I've been at forever. I, I, I yeah, am yeah. so sick of it. I wish that I could every week download my comics, and then when the trade came out, I got it and yep. put it on my bookshelf. And if I want to go back and read it, I could. There to me, go. that's a perfect model. Now, is it plausible? I don't know. Is it? Could the publishers also put out uh, <laughs> shitty scans and charge a quarter for them? <laughs> dog-eared ones. <laughs> yeah, dog-eared. Don't, give, don't give anybody an idea because <laughs> <laughs> they will. <laughs> oh, hey, I want, I want to uh, I want to pause here for just a second. That post was from Scott Johnson. Two-year. Extension, he saved a young cat. Two-year no. extension on his exclusive with Marvel. So with congratulations. Marvel. Yeah, he's congratulations, he's Scott. Yeah. All right. Uh, next post. Rab Scuttle. Rab's Cutie. Rab's Cutie. I have given up on the idea that things won't go digital. While I enjoy the tactile feel of a book, I also work in technology. In the world. And see where the world is going. <laughs> if you have another way to distribute the material, why wouldn't you? If people will continue to follow it, why wouldn't you save the cost and publish online? I live in Austin, where progressive slash early adapter technology is the way of things. Everyone here is wired in. It's akin to Seattle, old Silicon Valley idea in terms of culture. Because everyone is already comfortable with the internet as a delivery system, it wouldn't be such a huge chance for people to get their comics through PDF or some other format. The thing is... It's only going to explode in cities like Austin, <laughs> where everyone is well ahead of the curve technologi- technologically already. Interesting how Hello Austin to all of our Austin listeners, We, we are huge way. in Austin. We have a lot of have Hello, Austin. I'm awed by that delivery method. <laughs> wow. Hey, I, I think that is a great point, and it's, it's, uh, the reason I put it in, in our notes here is that I think that it will go over bigger in more technologically savvy parts of the country. Yes. It, it, you look at, at rural, rural, mm-hmm. rural areas where a lot of folks may not be you know, on the cutting edge technologically. Believe it or not, some people still don't have broadband. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, in the flyover Sal, you, states, you work, maybe. <laughs> you, work, you work with you know, the internet and technology all day long. You gave me a stat like last year of how many people, what the percentage of people in the country that have broadband internet access. Yeah, I think, I mean, it was actually, it was a huge jump over the last three years or something, but it was somewhere in, you know, like they started laying more line, didn't 45% they? Yeah. or something of people. I mean, you know, it's basically like anyone that has cable television now pretty much. You Is know, that including broadband. babies? Do they include I don't know if they <laughs> included babies in that, but yeah, I mean, it's certainly, I, I don't know that it's that big of a, I mean, if you look at something like iTunes and not, you know, how many iPods are sold every year in this country. So I don't know that that's going to be that huge of a factor. I mean, there certainly will be parts, but, uh, you know, I think 
Well, the thing uh, you figure ninety percent of people own a home computer now. Yeah, yeah while they all, all don't have broadband, you know, that's only going to increase. The, the number of people that do are only going to increase every year. It's only going to get bigger. But I think I, it's I, I'd wager right most now. major metropolises probably have broadband now. And we're not talking like you know a hundred people scattered out over a thousand miles in North Dakota. Right. We're talking about you know several million people living in a city that does have broadband. Yeah. Well, you know? it, I mean, there's still the plan in Chicago. This is Daly's big thing: is that they're they're planning to make. Chicago, a, a Wi-Fi city, mm-hmm. and so I think, I think that San Francisco has got that going on too with yeah. Google. I think they got something. So watch out. Yeah. In a world, in a world in a where world. the internet is everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> what happens when your passwords get out? Uh, the next one is from Lee Webb. I'm not really for digital comics. I really like the graphic fiction. Thanks to Dan Buckley for that terminology. Pre- presentation as is. But if they need to expand the market, then so be it. I just hope to set up to pay. For, I just hope it's set up to pay for itself. I don't want to be subsiding the digital Subsi- comic subsidizing subsidizing. Sorry, the digital comic setup by increasing the cost of the physical books. I only read PVP as a web comic, and if he started charging to read it, I wouldn't give a second thought about ever reading it again. I'd say rest assured that at this point, um, it's you're not subsidizing anything by looking at digital offerings for it because again like i said this before i mean the stuff that's being offered now has already been in print mm-hmm. so it's that's it, already made some money you know it's if it's either broken even or it's making up for it now with the digital or whatever and on the simplest you know, uh you know administrative side of it it sort of subsidizes itself because they're you know you're offsetting the cost of printing so you have right. some more leeway to work with and i mean there will be a little initial like for anybody that gets started in this there's gonna be a little initial point where like it's not paying for itself or anything right. but eventually it will yeah but marvel or dc isn't gonna you know increase the cost of books because they're going digitally they're uh, gonna yeah. increase the cost of books because they want to make more money I mean, right. <laughs> what, what i think is very interesting about this post is that lee webb is one of our <coughs> australian listeners and one of the things that, that I hear from a lot of a lot of comic fans in Australia is that a comics are really expensive there. That it, it's, it's you know how much, much it costs a ship over there, man. Yeah, exactly. It's, oh, it's, Jesus, it's very expensive to to buy individual issues of comics, and uh, there's a delay. I mean, they're not getting them, uh, you know, the 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 week that we are. Hmm? It's a one day delay. It's a one day one day delay. Okay. Well, Mark, Mark here at uh, at Dark so Dark. So it's one day. But kind of what I was getting at is that is that if you're buying online comics in Australia or the UK or the Sudan, whatever, you're getting them the day that they come out. I just pulled the Sudan out of my <laughs> Sudan. Dude, fuck you, man. They have more problems with expensive comics there. <laughs> But I, th- I think for I think for I think for fans that read American comics in different countries, I think digital distribution is a huge advantage. You're you're probably going to get them at a much lower cost for American comics. Yeah, for, yeah. That's why. Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. wasn't really paying attention. To what country, I think I'm curious about to see like what happens and what changes with this. Is um, I mean, comics are generally licensed like in regions. You know. Okay. Um, say you do. Yeah, say you're licensing from a company, right? And you license like Family Guy, right? You get it for you know U.S., North America, whatever. You may not get Japan. You may not get you know uh, Europe. You may not get anything like that. Um, if you're selling them digitally, how's that work in your contract? Because you're not really limited to the U.S. or anything. You know. But you would be po- possibly you know you'd probably be limited in the language you could print them in. You're you're pr- right. printing them only right. You're in not English. reprinting them in Italian. You're you're not, yeah. So that. But even so, some licenses are pretty restrictive as yeah. to where you can even sell the English versions of them. You know. I mean, look at that. Uh, a couple years ago, the problems. Uh, 
Dreamwave and Devil's Doom. Well, you through. should really know the answer to this, Chris. You are, you know, I mean. Honestly, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm not handling that business end of it, so I'm not really sure what that's well, doing. That's oh, your homework. Shit. Go find out. Oh, no. But I'm talking about like a couple of years ago when Dreamwave and uh, Devil's Doom both got in trouble because Hasbro didn't have a license to distribute in whatever country it was, or England, actually. It was Europe. And they Diamond had to hold up all shipments to uh, Europe for a while on Transformers and G.I. Joe and stuff. Wow. And because it was a license, you know, a regional licensing issue. Wow. And so I'm wondering, no, there's like, definitely you know, something there. I mean, you, I think it's you know it's going to be sort of a case by case basis. But but I think you know, Wong Pu, whenever they get that, whenever they get it figured out, I think it's definitely an advantage sure. to international comics. Absolutely. Fans. John Sokol said, "I love it when a publisher gives the opportunity to sample a book for free online. I look at something like Fell Number One, which was free online and is in its fourth or fifth printing, and I think the publishers are missing an opportunity to grow their business. Several small self publishers have gone to publishing their books as web comics and." And then paper publishing as a graphic novel with some success. Time will tell if that model will grow. Page page two. Downloading comics online without the copyright owner's permission is illegal. Thank you. And I've done it a few times. Thanks. I buy online now, and if I can't find a preview of a book on the market, I'll look for a torrent. Is that right? No. But I feel that the harm is little because I'm only doing it to see if I want to buy the book or not. I guess that's kind of almost the same as like walking into a comic book shop and flipping through a book and deciding if you want to buy it or not to some degree. Except, I mean, the comic sh- shop owner is standing the right there going, you know what? Don't read that here. No, no, no. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. All right? You're not reading the full issue. It's no. a preview, that kind of You're thing. You're rushed. You're whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... It's certainly not the same. Same, but it, well, it, it sounds like John. John is the best, you know, best intentioned, and I have a feeling that John's a very John. You're very, a good man. He's oh, a good oh. man and a and a good comic fan. It's basically saying that you're putting locks on your doors to keep honest people honest. Anyway, I mean, the people that are going to not give up any money to support it are not going to do it anyway. You right? Know? They're just you're not, not going to stop them in one way or another. So, they're going to be able to. Do it. I think it kind of it sort of comes down, you know, to the idea that there's so many comics out there. You don't, yeah, you know, it's like I buy a lot of comics every week. And I can't afford to buy everything that I want to check out or take a look right. at, or you know. And so I rely on word of mouth or somebody I know reading it or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. And if I, you know, if if I could see something online, I mean, previews will tell you something if you see six issues. But mm-hmm. you know, I, there is still, the, you know, I think in this community that collector mentality. It's like, yeah, you know what? If I if I read something online and I really like it, I will end up buying it. And a lot of people do have they have problems with spending money on intangible goods. You know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think what this guy's saying is that. You know, he's using it as a method for deciding whether or not to purchase paper comics. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not whether or not I'm going to buy the thing at all. It's like I'm using this to preview what I'm going to buy Which on is, paper anyway. I think it's a very viable idea because if you have a, a 2.99 comic, I think it's reasonable to say I'd want to know what I'm going to spend three bucks on. You yeah. Know, it's, that yeah. price point is so high for a lot of stuff. Hi, my name is Tony Danza, and you're listening to Around Comics. Hi, my name is John Romita Jr., and you are listening to Around Comics. All right. Well, we got a couple more here, but I'm going to skip ahead. So I want to thank uh, Scott Cedarwin and Citizen Dave. Uh, go check out their post. Uh, Dave has some great ideas. And G-Dog on the forum had a huge post that really broke down his thoughts on it. And I definitely encourage you to go to AroundComics.com and look at our, our thread on this. But uh, Trev... And FullBoxOnline.com if and you want full to see what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. Uh, Trev Craig, says, I'm, what I'm about iTunes? plugging for you. Thanks, man. It makes me sound not like an asshole. <laughs> He says, Trev says, what about iTunes? Part of what makes that successful, I think, is that it's also a thick client. It provides more than a means for downloading content. It also provides ways to manage, output, organize, search, view, etc. Ultimately, I think this is 
uh, to be successful and really take off with the masses, you have to provide these features as well. Part of the appeal of any collection is the organizing, viewing, searching of what you have. Without that, it becomes difficult to get any audience larger than the casual reader, and the casual reader doesn't power the comics market. You know, thinking about that is, you know, I was about two days two days ago. I'm redoing my basement, and and uh, I w- I have you know all these boxes of comics that. I haven't organized in you know two years, and that's a weekend. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. and, I, and I pulled out like five yeah. long boxes. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get started on this. And I got about ten comics into. I'm like, oh, I just it. don't have the energy to do it. It's like you know, what if it's like if you you download your comic into a you know a, a, a program that automatically catalogs it. I never have to organize a comic again. Well, there's always comic base for physical comics. <clears throat> Yeah, well, but at the same time, plug I still have to type that in. Fullboxonline.com, you know. awesome. But, but, you know, thinking of it in the future, uh, you know, at some point it's like, you know, you're going to have a collection of comics that, yeah, maybe you're not buying physically and you don't have to, you don't, you're not mm-hmm. bagging and boarding them all digitally. But, and, you mm-hmm. know, if you have uh, something like an iTunes where it automatically catalog, catalog, catalogs, catalogs everything. But that's also your player. What you happens to yeah, yeah, it's, it's your player, it's your purchase point, it's yeah. your. What happens yeah. to the board companies and the bag and board companies? Bye bye. Digital bags and boards, so you can virtually keep them safe. <laughs> no degradation well, of the file, that kind of thing. And, and, and if you don't put them in the digital bags and boards, then they end up going into go the yellow. digital quarter bins. Oh, jeez. I'm going to buy them 25 years later. <laughs> that's the thing that's good right now, though, about the... There's a lot of software out there that does let you catalog and organize and view, like, thumbnails of covers and things like that. There's yeah. even, like, online um, sites where you don't even have to download anything. You can just well, I mean, I'm just talking about for, like, your digital downloads that, the you know, people have realized that, again, that there's a trading market already out there for the digital right. files, and they the made programs making, to work with those. People are making applications already. Now, yeah. the, the smart companies are going to work with some of these people and maybe make it a purchase point and make it a you know integrated thing. Did you uh, email me those software? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested Perhaps, in. Uh, just Google for... Just for reference. <laughs> just, right. you know, well, guys, in, in keeping with our promise to make shorter, easier-to-digest episodes, this is one that we could go on and on about. But I think I can. You want me to? <laughs> I know. I, first of all, please, please check out pullboxonline.com. <laughs> yes, I don't even have to talk. Like Man, I said earlier, it, it was it was a great uh, online experience for me. Uh, I appreciate re- you really out. enjoyed Hackslash. Get Hackslash. It, it was good. Tim will thank you. Um, and what and what I said earlier, I had, I told Chris this earlier in confidence. No, and that, but um, I had said that, you know the one advantage I think Pullbox Online has over some of the other stores that are out there is its interface. It, it's a very nicely designed site. The the, the experience is great and a lot of other sites that have sort of you know been around for a little bit or whatever just they don't have as, as good a uh, experience with it you know and thanks that, so there's obviously care involved in, in designing it which we're trying to make it as easy as can we're i mean we're going to be refining the system as time goes on to once we figure out uh, problem points you know, well you so. know if you're out and you spend like 40 bucks a week on comic books just go download like hack slash for 99 cents and give it a shot and see. <laughs> Tim's gonna give you a big kiss. There it is. See if you, you know, like if you've never, you know, see for what the buck? experience is like. It's Try a hot it book. A There's a movie me, coming out. Tell Come me, on. tell me, you know, like any one of us hasn't walked out of a comic shop with a book that we paid 3.99 for that. After reading, we went, oh, fuck, <laughs> that was a waste. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's that's four books, you know, or three. I read two of them this morning. So that's what I mean. You never you know, have to like get it. If you don't like it or you don't like, if you don't like digital comics after that, you never have to get one again. Right. It's, it's and that's the point cents. is making it a small outlay so that yeah. you're not risking much. Give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fullboxonline.com. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> Thank you. I think to wrap up, I I don't think that paper or the collector mentality is going anywhere. 
but the market is changing. Technology is going to be a part of it. And All absolute editions yeah. and digital downloads. Hey, that's my goal. That is my goal. <laughs> and I, I want to buy huge absolute editions and have DVDs filled with single issues. There you go. Including all the crossovers and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Just finally get execution. All right. So. Well, Chris, uh, thank you so much oh, for, for, uh, for adding to the conversation. I knew that we waited for this topic for a reason, and, and you were it. Well, we've all been talking about it individually, you know, often, like a lot of podcasts have, and a lot of people in sure. general have, and it's nice to talk about it with other people that sure. also talk about it. And, uh, and, <laughs> yes, and please... Because uh, I talk to Mike, and he just yeah. kind of goes blank. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm drawn. I'm drawn. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and listen to the Crankcast, the, the best comic book podcast not about anything. <laughs> Not about comic books. Not like about comic books. Yeah. That's great, great talk with Jeremy Hahn uh, oh, thanks. A, a week or He's so He's a really ago. nice guy. Jeremy Hahn is great. We Didn't we once. drunk dial Yes, we yeah. drunk dial him. Yeah. That was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, would like to mention one of our other sponsors, the New York Comic Con. The New York Comic Con is bigger, better, and has double the space with more gaming and anime for 2007. Come to the Jacob Javits Center February 23rd through the 25th and experience the biggest pop culture event in New York City featuring comics, anime, manga, graphic novels, video games, trading card games, RPGs, MMOs, toys, movies, TV celebrities, and more. Guests of honor include Stan Lee, Jeff Smith, J. Michael Straczynski, and George Perez, with many more to be announced. For a complete list of guests as well as show and advanced ticket information, visit www.NewYorkComicCon.com. Don't miss out on the 2007 comic book event of the year. Sucker! We're going to be there. Oh, we are going to be there. Yes, we will be there. Absolutely. I forgot. Come talk to us. we got to buy our tickets, though. We need to buy plane tickets. I'm going to bring quarter books with me. And the same thing that I will bring stuff back with me. So if you get to me first, I will give you a quarter book. Wow. Uh, The hotline? I have a lot of questions. The hotline, 1-888-65-GCAST. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail just like Justin. Hey, guys. It's Justin from Quito, Oklahoma here. Just calling to let you know I'm really enjoying your stuff. Uh, You don't have a lot of play down here in uh, Oklahoma, but uh, I'm hoping to change that. Guys, keep up the good work, and also when it comes to manga versus manga, uh, I grew up calling it manga. I guess it must be a northern thing with the manga because uh, that's what they're calling it over at the SeanMcKeever.com forum. Anyways, keep up the good work. Talk to you guys later. Peace out. Thanks, Justin. And also I wanted to mention we got a really interesting voicemail today. From Steve Rude, <laughs> which, which was awesome. Yeah, which was just so cool that Steve Rude called us and left us a voicemail. And I'm Steve and, uh, Rude, I'm, I'm a comic yeah. book artist. <laughs> yeah, so I we th- know it, who you are. I, I think awesome. we may be, we may be, <laughs> yeah. we may be talking to Steve Rude soon. All right. So, so ju- Justin, thank you very much, and thank you for uh, making our presence known in Oklahoma. Yes. Awesome. All right, uh, shop around comics. Shop around comics. www.aroundcomics.com. You can shop our cafe press store. We can buy shirts and. Coffee mugs, magnets, whatever you want to buy. This is I love my comics. coffee mugs. And you can uh, also shop at our Amazon store. We now have uh, it broken down into a whole bunch of different sections and categorized better, and you can find pretty much I got my mom to buy Frapper. stuff. Frapper. What? My got, mom, I'm having her buy me books for Christmas, and I sent her the stuff through the through Amazon. Amazon? Yeah. Oh, very oh, nice. nice. Awesome. It's called playing the system, guys. That's right. <laughs> uh, Frapper. Uh, Frapper joinees. Uh, joiners? I don't know. People that joined the Frapper Map this week were... Our Frapper Mappers. Our Frappers. <laughs> Patrick from Austin, Texas. He said, uh, Rab Scuttle from the forums. That's twice we've Rab Scuti. Rab Scuti. Sure this says Rab Scuttle. This one says Scuttle. The other I wonder what scuti. it is. If it's I think it's Rab Scuti on the... Yeah. From the forums. I'm thinking you type... Rab Scuttle? Yeah, I'm thinking it's Rab Scuttle. Let us know, Patrick. Uh, loving the podcast. Stupid. Keep up the good work, kids. 
kids. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Does, does he want Mar- to tell Mar- us Mario <laughs> says, I'm on the frapper, beaches, F caters. Well, F <laughs> you, Mario. Go fuck yourself. Mario's in Ohio, by the way. Mario's in Ohio. You're in Ohio, so I don't feel bad. He's from, like, South <laughs> Central Ohio? Is no, that, that would be Cincinnati. <laughs> oh. <All right>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Riley Shelbrook from SK Canada. What's Sans- Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan? Okay. Yeah. Uh, says, love the show. Not enough noble causes. I agree. We'll talk. Yeah, we never have talked about noble causes. Uh, Beastie Sumter from South Carolina. I get all giddy when I see a new Around Comics episode. Keep up the good work, guys. Well, thanks, Beastie. For a name like Beastie, you're awfully pleasant. (laughs) Tom (laughs) Halliday from Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. That's all he felt. Another one. Yeah, he didn't say anything. John Tai. I want a prosthetic leg as a trophy too. He's from Shanghai, China. Wow. That's uh, picking up on the Tony Moore. And uh, going back, the Melbourne, Australia, that's another one. That, that makes like eight. These guys have got in, in to get together. Get together. And have a beer. And then, uh, and then yeah, we have our first uh, our first registered forever in China, which is very cool. Yeah. So, from so Shanghai. I actually Shanghai, typed it wrong. Shanghai? Yeah, Shanghai, Shanghai. But, uh, Sean Hart from Brooklyn, New York. I've been with the show since episode three. Uh, oh, the hours wasted. Seriously, <laughs> I love the show. It's on the top of my podcast stack. Get it? Podcast stack? He's funny. <laughs> He's from Brooklyn. Hey, and, uh, how's it Ju- going? June Bob Kim from Longview, Texas. Hey, guys. Longtime listener of CGS and needed another podcast to fill up the iPod. Good Great job. Keep it up. I'm enjoying it so far. So well, thank, thank you, you all Kim. of the Frapper Mappers. All right, uh, once you join the Frapper, you can uh, you can help spread the Around Comics love. You can do that uh, in a few different ways. You can download our listener LCS Challenge Flyer, which is on the uh, the new website. It looks great, Sal. Thank you. Uh, Glad if, you like if it. If you do, you will be mentioned on the show, just like Nova Comics in Springfield, Virginia, BuyMeToys.com in South Bend, Indiana, Dragons Layer Comics and Fantasy, and Fantasy at, uh, it is... It's Burnett Road, by the way. It was confirmed. And they're in Austin, Texas. Uh, the Source, Comics uh, and Games. I agree with that. Falcon Heights, <laughs> Minnesota. And California Cards and Comics in Elk Grove, California. All right. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. The CPN is a collection of the best comic book podcasts on the net. You can learn more about the network and find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. The forum, everyone, thank you very much. You were actually amazing this week. They were. There was, I, that was a slam dunk. We knew that topic. People will get them going. Yeah. All right, just so everyone is aware, we try and post a next week's topic on Tuesdays at the forum at aroundcomics.com. Um, thank you, New York Comic Con. Thank you, InStockTrades.com. Thank you, Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. But more than anything, thank you, Chris Crank, for joining us today, buddy. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Right. <laughs> I hope pullbox, uh, pullboxonline.com works out well for you guys. <laughs> Way to go, Tom. All right, All right Tom, Sal, as always, thank you guys. Everyone, have a fantastic rest of your week and weekend. We'll be back again next Monday with another new episode. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and around guys. digital downloading. like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Oh,
Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2006. All rights reserved. Love you, baby. Yeah.